All right, real quick, people, before we get into today's show, we've just released a new course, Periodization for Periods, all around how to train women around their monthly cycle, and we've got it on special. If you're interested, click the link in the show notes. You are now listening to the Fitness Education Online Podcast, the podcast where fitness professionals go to grow their fitness business. If you're in the fitness industry, you'll find tips and strategies from proven business experts. Now, let's start the show. All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Fitness Education Online Podcast. I'm your host, Jono, and I am super excited because we have an absolute rock star on the line this week. Now, I know I say that about every guest every week, but this person actually is a rock star. Let me read out a bio, just some of the things on his bio, because his bio is too long to, that'll be the whole podcast, right? But a couple of the things that this person's done. He's been in the fitness industry longer than I can remember. He's Australia's top fitness business coach, in my opinion anyway, and I've had all of them on this this podcast here. Um, He's founded a CEC company, Functional Training Institute, also previously known as the Australian Institute of Kettlebells. Uh, He was the director of a very successful studio there in the eastern suburbs. Uh, He sold both of those companies, I believe, and done very well from that. Uh, Now he's the founder of the Elite Alliance Business Mastermind, which has something, or he's coached something like 300 plus fitness business owners on how to have more impact, profit, and income. Uh, He also runs another gym as well, Momentum 360. I don't even know if he runs it. I know he owns it. I'm not sure if he, he runs it, but he at least owns it there. Uh, and he's a dynamic presenter who has delivered presentations globally over the last decade. So without further ado, let me introduce the one and only Mr. Dan Henderson. Dan, how are you? Mate, I am absolutely superb. Thank you for that stellar introduction, mate. I uh, I appreciate the kind words, and I'm really looking forward to having a great conversation today and having a little fun. Man, I'm, I'm out of breath after reading that bio. Could, could, could be to the fact that I've just, just had COVID, um, but I, I've got it back here. But hey, Dan, I like to start all these podcasts off with a quote or mantra that inspires you or fires you up. Have you yeah, yeah, I do. I do. It was actually used to be printed in my very first personal training studio, and that is We Are What We Repeatedly Do. And um, it's been attributed to Aristotle, but there's also been some interpretations on this. But the reason that it's so important is I'm a big believer in habits, cultivating the right habits, and obviously practicing them consistently. And so when I study success, what I've observed is that the most successful people in the world are just a collection of the most successful habits that are practiced most consistently. And so it's not one particular action that you're going to do, but rather it's a series of actions done day in, day out that will enable you to get to that next level, whether that's with your health, whether that's in your business, whether that's in your relationships. Um, and so that for me is something that really centers me and, uh, and, a, and a quote and a mantra that served me well. Love that. And that's I love that you've brought that up because that's essentially what I want to talk about today, Dan. I don't have a particular topic in mind. I, when I look at you, I, I see success. And I think you teach that as well. So what I'd like to cover today is essentially your story, you know, how you started in industry, how you became so successful at all these endeavors, right? It's kind of like, no matter what you've picked, you've been very successful at. Just before we get into that, just for the listeners, um, I've got Dan on very specifically at this time here, because we're actually, a, we're actually launching a course with him next week. 
I'll put all the details in the, in the show notes. But in a nutshell, it's all about organic social media and how to land clients on social media without paying a cent. We'll probably speak about it at the end of the podcast as well. But if you want to check it out now, just go to the link in the show notes and we'll have it all in there. Um, but then I'm going to hand it over to you here. Where, where do we start? Let's let's start right back at the beginning. So I was like, I guess many of your listeners, I was really enthusiastic about sport, about movement, uh, growing up. And so when I finished school, I really wanted to go into the corporate sports sector. So I really, I absolutely love sports, uh, love watching live sports, love participating in sports. And so I did a Bachelor of Arts and majored in sport and exercise management at UTS in Sydney. Um, so that was my first degree and did that for three years. Absolutely loved it and finished it and didn't really know where I was going to go with it. So the university offered me a scholarship um, and I ended up doing a honours degree in human movement. Um, I absolutely loved the sport and exercise management, but I didn't love the human movement honours degree because uh, I had to write a thesis and I felt very lonely. I loved being around people. And I finished that, the, you know, I finished five years at UTS and still wasn't super clear on what I was going to do, but I ended up landing a job for a sportswear company that did licensed apparel. And so they worked with all the NRL teams. And that for me was something that I thought was a huge opportunity because I loved working with professional sporting teams. I'd, wor- I'd done my work experience at the Rugby World Cup. And so now I had this, um, you know, I was an ex- uh, I was a sales executive. I had a budget of $3 million and I'd work with the NRL teams on helping produce uh, licensed apparel so they could make, you know, obviously good money from that, from that side of their business. And I enjoyed it. I used to wine and dine them in corporate boxes. We'd do some nice big deals. And I was, you know, pretty fresh uh, at that point in time. I was only about 22. But on the, in saying that, I also loved the movement side. So I became a PT as well and was just doing mobile PT out the back of the car. Um, and I was probably doing about eight sessions a week delivering in addition to my full-time job. And so that was really my first exposure. And after two and a half years of doing both, I just went, you know what? I just love impacting people through movement. Like that's where I want to spend more time. I like the other side. I like the kind of corporate side, but this is where I really just light up and I want to open my own business. So at that time, I was doing a little bit on my own. I was subcontracting to another company and um, I was walking along. I was living at Maroubra Beach at the time and I was walking along and there was this tiny little shop and it was a little laundromat. Uh, it was all of about 35 square meters in South Coogee and they had a, a Felice sign. It was an absolute dump. There was water damage everywhere. It was it was foul really it was and so i went you know what outdoors which is what i'd been doing to that point gets wet gets windy um i'm a little precious so let's go and get uh this 35 square meter room this massive room and uh so that was my first studio and i was so naive i didn't know what i uh, i didn't know anything i knew shit all to be honest i absolutely knew two parts of fuck all and uh and i didn't know what a, a development application was I ended up negotiating with the landlord to try to get the floors replaced forever. Um, And I just thought it's just going to be a little professional space. I'm going to do, you know, maybe 30 sessions a week. And I'm just going to have this incredible lifestyle where I'm down at the beach, I'm working out. And 
And that's as far as it's going to take me. So that's where I was at that point. And I just loved business. I really, really did. So I had to start learning about business. And I, and I didn't know a lot. I was a good trainer. wasn't a great trainer at that point. I was a good trainer at that point. And I started to learn about business. And I hired my first ever business coach. It was an action business coach. Because mm. what was happening was I was just trading time for money. I was all doing all one-on-one. I was wearing all these different hats in the business. Uh, and to be perfectly honest, I felt just burnt out. So it wasn't this lifestyle that I envisioned. Instead, I was working like 60, 70 hours a week. I was doing bookkeeping. I was doing cleaning. I was doing system design. I was you know, doing payroll. I was doing all these elements that I had no idea about. And I was just drowning. And I remember it really hit me hard is at the time I went out with a group of friends and we went to Moonlight Cinema. And so everyone's having this great time. And guess what? Dan was asleep the whole time. So just in this group of friends, (laughs) (laughs) I'm just asleep on the picnic blanket for three hours whilst they're having a good time because I was just that shattered. Uh, And I took my first break after 18 months running that studio. And I was at crossroads. I was really on the precipice of full-on burnout. And I, I said at that point in time, I either learn how to do this better or I leave the industry itself. Mm. Um, And that's why I did hire that first business coach, that action business coach to just teach me about business. And I'll never forget, she gave me Jack Canfield's book, The Success Principles. Uh, What a book, right? Like, What what, what a great book to be given. And I couldn't put that thing down. Like I just was immersed in it. And then that's really what fed my passion for business. Like I look back and that was such a pivotal book for where I was at. Um, And from there, I just started to learn the game. I really started to learn the game of business. Um, I got a little bit better, a little bit better. And what that meant was the business improved. And now it was no longer about me spending time at the beach and working out. I just wanted to really just stretch myself because I find business to be the greatest teacher of all. Mm. Uh, I was at five years of university. I learned more in those 18 months in business or first two years than I did in the first five years. There's no doubt uh, about it. I learned so much about myself, so much about, you know, how to just communicate with people, how to just create something, create a world that doesn't yet exist. And that excited me no end. And the ambitions and the vision changed. It evolved at that point. And we were bursting out of the seams, obviously, like we were doing some mobile, we were doing some work out of this studio. Then I started uh, subleasing another facility out at Bondi Junction to expand the business as well. Let's let's just pause here for a sec. There's a couple of things I want to just just add on to that. And then I even want to dive in a bit deeper there. Like there's just a a couple of things. I love how you got to the point where you were kind of like, hey, I need, need to either learn something or leave the industry. Mm. I think that's what it takes for like, most successful people that I've kind of interviewed here, everyone kind of has that point. It's almost like an advantage I've found to get to that point where it's like, all right, I've either got to do something or leave. Because I feel if you're like pretty successful or if you're doing okay, there's no real motivation to be like, shit, I need to go to the next level. I need to hire a business coach. And you just kind of float along doing okay. So I think it's super interesting that you, you got to that point there. And I love that you mentioned Jack Canfield. Totally unrelated. I just want to tell you a quick story about this, right? The first time I went to, I'd never heard of Jack Canfield, right? And the first time I went to the idea convention 
in, um, I can't remember, it was either Las Vegas or, or LA or something. And they were talking about this keynote speaker. They're like, oh, the keynote speaker is Jack Canfield. And I was used to Australia. You know, you get Dan Henderson as the, the keynote speaker, you know. <laughs> so I was like, this Jack Canfield guy. I've never heard of him. I've never seen any of his workout videos. He must be a, a nobody, you know. <laughs> you know, I heard his keynote. And it was like the best keynote ever. It was like the most motivating thing. And then he was giving a session straight after. I canned whatever session I was going to go to. And I'm like, I've got to hear this guy. And heard it, and it was like the best best keynote I've ever heard and best session I've ever heard at any fitness convention. So, yeah, just wanted to, to expand that. But, hey, let's continue there. So so just tell me from here, Dan. So you're kind of um, – you're burnt out. You're running all these sessions. What kind of happened? Did you bring subcontractors on from there to do the sessions, or how, how did that jump kind of happen? Yeah, so I started to bring um, – I remember I hired my first ever team member, and like you do, you make all the hiring mistakes – so what did I do is I found the one other person that I knew that was also a trainer and hired them. Um, and so, you know, no match on, on anything whatsoever, but she was, she was an excellent hire. She worked for me, ended up working for me for about four or five years. And um, she was absolutely phenomenal. So we had subcontractors at that point in time and business was starting to build. You know, I was still very much a, a technician. I was still, I was still, you know, on the tools a lot and delivering a lot of sessions but I really found it helpful having a coach and coaching wasn't common back then. Like, you know, one of the things that you've got to, I guess, keep in mind is Dan is a dinosaur. So we're talking, we're talking about 15, 16 years ago. So now you see business coaches left, right and center. It wasn't a common thing right there, but for me, it just made the most logical sense in the world. It's like, well, why don't I just learn from someone that's already walked this path before and knows this inside and out. And so that was huge for me. Like, I didn't know how to do cash flow forecasts. I didn't know how to do design systems. And so we started to design it. And then the opportunity came up where the shop that I had in Coogee in, in Sydney's eastern suburbs, the next shop came up. And I obviously took that straight away and we expanded the business and we started delivering more and more sessions. And then a, I think it was about another 12 months later, the shop next door to that came up and I took that one as well. And so we'd gone from 35 square meters to one massive 110 square meters, which is not massive by any stretch. It's very, very small. Um, But that was just a a, a really phenomenal business. Um, I created an incredible culture and community. And I did so by just caring. Like I really like, I, I didn't know a lot of things back then, but I just, really cared for my clients that much. Um, their results and their experience was everything to me. And then I just found people with the same level of passion and care. Um, and we, I, I'd done a lot of study, uh, continued study on the technical front. So our technical training systems were really good. Like we were very good trainers. Um, the coaching standards were incredibly high. And so we built this beautiful clientele base um, it was a very affluent area, so people didn't hesitate spending or investing money. And as a result, you know, that business... figures there about some, some of the numbers there, maybe... What yeah, we, 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 were, we were doing about $600,000 a year out of 110 square metres. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and this is a while ago, like this is five, six years ago. Yes. So big numbers considering the space. And space was the biggest thing that... Um, stopped us from going to the next level, even beyond that. Like we were literally like in the mornings, it was like a can of sardines. It really was. It was, it was bursting at the seams, but it was fun. And the team had fun. And 
um, you know, I was really, really proud of what I built there. And what started to happen is after about four years, uh, I wrote, I, I wrote Australia's first ever kettlebell course. Uh, mm-hmm. And I did that with my business partner at the time, Tarek. And we just wrote it as a hobby. Like uh, we just liked kettlebells and no one was using them. We started to learn from some pretty phenomenal people in the kettlebell world. And we wanted to take it like we were learning from people that were doing it as a sport. We wanted to take that information and just make it really applicable for personal trainers. And so I remember we wrote this course up. It was a really good course, our level one course. Uh, We were super detailed and we delivered our first ever workshop at Bondi Junction we actually didn't know our business model at the time. So we would just put it out to anybody and everybody. And we had five people. One was a trainer and the other four were general public. And we ran it over a series of weeks as opposed to a weekend. Um, but as we started to deliver more and more, we just found like all of these trainers wanted to learn about this training tool and this methodology. And, you know, within about 12 months, we couldn't sell an uh, uh, it was the easiest sell in the world. We couldn't sell enough of these spots. And we're getting invites from all around the country to go and deliver these workshops. And so what I needed to do with that personal training studio is I needed to evolve it so it wasn't about me anymore. I needed to build a business that was built around the systems and great people delivering those systems. And that was a real great evolution for me. It happened because of need. Uh, I don't know if I would have made that transition as quick as I did, but I had to step up and now become a manager and then a leader as opposed to a technician. So it was a real identity shift um, that had to happen in the business itself so I could go and explore these other opportunities in the education space. And so that business, the earliest iteration of that business was called Sydney Kettlebells. We just were one course and we're in one city. And then very quickly we went, ah, we've got something here. Uh, and so we, uh, changed the name. We, uh, obviously evolved and we were then the Australian Institute of Kettlebells because now we were nationwide. Uh, and then that business later emerged and it still currently operates and is still successful, um, to the functional training Institute to encompass a lot more. And, you know, that I was incredibly grateful for the opportunities that business afforded me. I was, I get to, I got to go all around the world and deliver on some of the best stages. You talked about Idea World where Jack was there. I got to present at Idea World in Vegas, in LA. Um, I got to present at Idea China. Um, and I probably presented overseas at least 20 plus times. Um, some of our different methodologies and tools and techniques. And at the same time, I had my personal training studio running. So, um, you know, at that point, I was obviously really busy, but I was just loving what I did because I love teaching people. I love connecting with people. I love making people better. And that was my first real opportunity to do so within the industry, as well as the general public as well. Let's take a quick break. When it comes to influencer marketing, there's a podcast that covers it all that you will want to add to your playlist. The Influence Factor by the Influencer Marketing Factory. They talk about influencer marketing, social media, the creator economy, social commerce, and much, much more. They cover all aspects, including the creator economy, social commerce, the latest trends, the metaverse, TikTok trends, and that's just the beginning. The Influence Factor by the Influencer Marketing Factory. Add the podcast to your playlist right now 
Gotcha. Now, a couple things with that one. The 600,000 a year on the 110 square meters. And this is going back where like it probably yeah. double as much um, these days. But, but, but I'm curious because you, you work with a lot of studio owners now. Yeah. Have you done the math on like revenue per space? And is that the world record or what's your, what's your take that? Yeah, I don't think anyone's got me uh, as of yet because this was quite, this was about five years ago. Um, and we did a couple of things to really maximize that. So I was a very earlier, early adopter of semi-private training. Mm. Um, and so that was, that was a game changer for us. Like we were doing a lot of one-on-one, but it was obviously heavy dependence on coaches and we were still doing a lot of one-on-one but we adopted semi-private super early. I actually went over to a Perform Better Summit. So one of the things like yourself, Jono, that I did every single year and multiple times a year was go to the US just to learn. Um, And I'd always go to these Perform Better Summits. I absolutely love them. I've met some of my greatest mentors and friends there, people like Thomas Plummer and Martin Rooney. Um, And I walked into a room almost, I think I walked into the wrong room actually. And I sat down and there was about 12 people in this room and I was listening to a guy called Rick Mayo. Oh, and Rick Mayo, has he? Yeah, he's a phenomenal guy and he's doing incredibly well. He's a very smart dude. And he was telling me, well, he's telling the audience uh, about his gym and in Atlanta, Georgia. And how it had just crumbled because it was so dependent on people. Uh, and with one-on-one, the, the coach and the client relationship is so intimate. Yeah. And, you know, coaches were taking clients and everything else. And so he started this semi-private model and he shared it there. And it was like a hit between the eyes. I took out a piece of paper. I'm a real numbers guy. Took over out a piece of paper. I broke down the numbers on the back of the piece of paper. And I said, I've got to bring this to Oz. Um, I hadn't seen anyone that else that was doing it. Um, and so I did so. And um, I've had probably the great fortune of teaching at least 100 plus people how to do semi-private and implement it into their own businesses. And um, that was one of the reasons we got to that profitability. I think the other part that was is key with the profitability is I, I, I didn't know it at the time, but what I had was I had a great business that I could sell because it wasn't dependent on me because I was traveling all around the world. So it could operate without me. The second thing was revenue, you know, a lot of people talk about revenue, revenue feeds the ego, profit feeds the family. Um, And so it was profitable. You know, it was making me well over six figures at that point in time, whilst I wasn't working in it. And so I had this great business that even though at the time I had no intention to sell it, um, what I had done is I'd built a saleable business that served me later on when I sold it. Um, So I ended up selling that business after 10 years. Uh, and the reason was very simple. A lot of people go, Dan, why would you have sold it? Like, why would you have sold it when it was so profitable, so leveraged? And the reason is, is whilst it was highly leveraged, it was still consuming headspace. And I wanted to free that headspace up so I could focus on my next challenge. Um, and that was obviously the foray into the into the coaching world. So um, I sold it. Uh, I sold it for a multiple of two and a half times net profit, which is incredibly rare to do so for an independent facility. Um, I used a broker for the experience and that business still operates today. I live quite close to it. Still got three of my coaches there uh, and it's doing incredibly well. So I'm really, really proud that it's still that legacy that I built still lives on. I want to jump on a couple of things here as well. So I love how you mentioned you go to the US to learn. I do the same thing as well. And 
this is why, and this is my thing as well, right? The way I look at it. Because I think a lot of people can be like, it's too hard. It's a lot of money. I got to take time off work. Um, you know, you're spending all this the money on the airfare and the accommodation and the ticket as well. And yeah, it is hard and it is expensive, right? But that's why it's so beneficial because most people won't do it. Let's use Filex as an example. I'm still a huge um, fan of Filex, right? I go every year. Uh, but here's the thing with Filex. I go to Filex and I look around and who's there? My competitors, right? And, and I don't get me wrong. I'm not saying don't go to Filex for, for the trainers listening. Go to Filex, it's great. But you're probably not going to get super far in front of your competitors if they're also going as well. Mm. If you go to America, Canada, China, Asia, you know, whatever it is, like not necessarily saying the info is better over there, but at least it's different. You're going to get a different experience. And I think that's that's the way I look at it. I love it if something's hard and it's expensive and it takes time because I know that most people won't do it. So if I do that, I will get ahead. Yeah. And here's the other thing as well. Most of the time, it only takes one thing. You can go to that, that three, four day convention, right? And you can know 90% of the stuff there. It may just be one idea or you meet one person like what Dan did. I don't know how much it costs to go to, to it, even if you add up three of those years that Dan went to perform better, might have cost him $10,000, you know, with flights and, and accommodation and whatever. But because he spent that $10,000 to do it, he can make, you know, half a million dollars a year in his, in his fitness business. You look at it and it's like, it's a steal if you do it like that. I had a similar situation with one time I went to Idea Dan and same one with Jack Canfield. The, the, the guy after Jack Canfield, I was lucky. I got my tip the very next one was, do you know who Ryan Lees? Yeah, Ryan I do. Lee? Great marketer. Fantastic. He was the next guy, he was the next guy speaking. Straight yeah, off yeah. The, this is why I love idea. It's like the first time I went, Dan Canfield was the keynote and then Ryan Lee was the next guy. And he was talking about um, memberships. He's like, yeah, I'm just, and once again, this is 10 years ago, right? So things have, have changed since then. Um, but he's like, yeah, I've got this, you know, this, um, this membership that I run. It's pretty straightforward. It's, you know, $30 a, a month, cancel any time. And, you know, I've got a thousand people in or whatever. And he's like, I make all this, you know, all this revenue from it. I don't I barely do anything. And I was like, oh yeah, this sounds all right. I, I might do the same thing over here, you know, came back to Australia, set it up. And within a few months had 300 people in this membership. And I kind of did the math, give or take $10,000 a, a month from, from that membership there. And it was kind of like, that was just one idea. Mm. And I'm like, that one idea can generate that. And that's why I love, that's why I'm so hooked on, on that sort of stuff there. So I just want to highlight that for the, the listeners as well. Um, all right. So let's continue on this story. So you've, you're still running FTI at this stage, right? Running I'm still FTI. running FTI and it's really evolved at this point. So we've got lots of courses. Um, and again, just to reiterate your point, just the value in going overseas. So I met people like John Brookfield. John Brookfield is the founder of Battling Rope. So I went over there. I went to his house. I stayed at his house in North Carolina um, and he taught me everything around battling ropes and a lot, lot more. And that helped shape some of our information and our education. And so now we had battling rope courses. We had kettlebell courses. We had mobility courses. We had bag courses. We had rehab courses. And um, and we, we were really starting to build a fairly significant um, business uh, within the industry itself. We were doing license deals. We were doing deals with RTOs. And it was, it was getting demanding. It really, really was. Hence why I wanted to free up some of the headspace, sell coastal bodies at the time and focus on that. But I loved business so much. This is where I started just coaching business owners as well. And just as really a side, much, it was a little tinkler project 
for Dan because he loves business. He loves talking about business. He loves sharing about business. Five years ago, I started a program called Game Changer. And I just, you know, it was very much an auxiliary service to to our core product. And we just run a couple of face-to-face events a year and teach people about business. And so the main focus was FDI, a little bit of business coaching. And um, after that, one of the things that Tarek and I wanted to do is we were doing really well in business, but we were subleasing facilities everywhere. We were leasing offices. We were leasing seminar rooms. And we said, hey, look, we're doing well. We've got some good cash flow coming in. Let's go and purchase our own property where we can house everything in one central consolidated site. So um, almost three years ago, we bought, at the time, we called it our HQ. Um, and you've been there, Jono. It's this you know nice big industrial space. It's um, about 340 square meters. Downstairs uh, is where the workshops are run. Upstairs is where the head office is. And um, we also had an investment at that point in time as well. So um, we moved in there and the plan was to put a gym in. So we had this plan. We said, well, there's this great space downstairs, phenomenal space downstairs. We'll put a gym in, but we don't want to run the gym. Tarek had had a gym, he sold out of it. I had a gym, I'd sold out of it. And so let's put a gym in. And that will obviously make us the, the rental revenue, but we can still use the space. We did a deal with a group and uh, about a month before launch, that deal ended up falling over. And I said to Tarek, I said, look, I can get other people to, to lease the space, but they're not going to represent us or our brand or whatever else, um, or we can go and do our own. We decided that we'd go and do our own. So we started Momentum 360, but I wanted to do it very, very different to every other business. Uh, I wanted to do it where I don't work in it at all. Mm-hmm. So Coastal Bodies had been entirely built up for me. It was my values. It was my vision. It was the culture I brought in. Every system, every person I'd hired, every program, it just had me all over it. It was really an extension of me where Momentum 360, I said, no, 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 I don't want to get back into the uh, that space. I don't want to go into the weeds on it. We'll bring in a manager. We'll obviously coach and mentor them on what to do and how to do it. And I have to say that this business has probably been the most challenging business that I've had because it's very, very hard to do when as a founder, you haven't put that foundation in place because normally a a business is an extension of you. And the first couple of people that we hired to manage the space were great people, amazing people, but they weren't commercially minded enough. Um, they were too technician focused. And as a result, the business didn't grow uh, to the projections that we put in place. And then a little thing like COVID happened and the multiple lockdowns didn't help either. So we had these two forces going on. And um, and for me, it was a great challenge. I really like, I loved it. I love being challenged as, a, as, a, as an entrepreneur. Um, and it wasn't resolved until really the last 12 months when I found somebody who really acts as like a founder, like they treat it like it's their business. Um, They inject their values into it, their creativity, um, but they have the security of me supporting it commercially. And so it's what I call an entrepreneur as opposed to an entrepreneur. They're, you know, they're an entrepreneur within an organization itself. And um, that's been a tremendous challenge and it's been great to resolve that one. Um, so now, as you said, I, I literally do nothing in that business. The members wouldn't know who I am. Um, I make the odd cameo at, um, you know, at a Christmas party or the like, but that's about it. 
Love that. Well, it's and that's actually I forgot to expand on that on your previous point. So my take on um, a successful business is if it can run without you, if you can literally sell it tomorrow and it will run without you, whether you want to sell it or not, right? It's kind of irrelevant. The business, if it's a, if it's a real business, should run without you there. You can still go in there and work and whatever needs be, but if it does get to the point where you need to sell it, it's just such an advantage to to be in there. And even if you're thinking now, I'm never going to sell it, I love it, yeah, maybe. Give it five years, give it 10 years, give it 15 years, right? Mm -hmm. It's just a way better position there. So I love that. Um, Okay, so now you're currently running or you're currently owning this gym here. I believe you've um, you've sold your share in um, FTI. And you're focusing most of your time on the business coaching. Do you want to let us know a little bit about that? Yeah. So last June, um, after 11 years of business partnership, uh, Tarek, my business partner at the time, and I decided that we would go our separate ways. And really what that is, it was very, very, very amicable. I still consider him a very, very close friend. But it was just that we both had a different vision for our lives we had both, and our values started to become different on how we want to live our lives, and therefore how we wanted to operate our businesses. And so, when when there's misalignment, you've got to uh, obviously get on the same page, or you part ways. And that was a really difficult decision because that business was very well established, um, had some incredible license deals. It's got a very significant database. It's got a lot of credibility. And so it was a really hard decision for me to sell my shares in, in that. I deliberated for a long time. I'd probably been thinking about it for about 12 months. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was after a lot of deliberation, I said, no, you've got to do it. Uh, you've got to be authentic to yourself. You've got to only do things that are ali- in alignment with your vision and values. Um, and despite, you know, there was a fair bit of fear from my side because I felt like I was going to be on on my own with no with, with none of those big deals and none of those big databases. Um, so it was, you know, I had to really I had to muster up a fair bit of courage and um, and back myself. And so I made that decision, uh, and I also bought him out of the gym. So um, I sold my shares in FDI. I bought him out of the gym, so I was a hundred percent the owner um, in that. And I really wanted to dedicate myself to more of the coaching. The coaching I was spending considerably more and more and more time in, but I wanted to free up more space to just go that next level in there. So, you know, at its peak in our mastermind program at the time, Game Changer, we had 55 people um, at its very, very peak. And then um, we just completed our uh, live event these last three days in Gold Coast. Um, So, you know, I'm a little wary today because I've been uh, spending three days with the crew and we've got 80 people now in that mastermind oh, yeah. program. So we've got a couple of programs, but that's our that's our real flagship program. It's now called the Elite Alliance. And so that's now where I spend a vast majority of my time. Um, that is where I would spend 95% of my time and then just a little bit on the gym itself. Very, very little, probably about actually 98% of my time is in, um, is in the coaching space. And so I really love it. I feel like business is a very lonely journey. Uh, I really do. I feel privileged. I had to go in, out and seek community. So I always had coaches. I'd fly to the US, like you said, um, and I'd seek out communities, but there was not much in the fitness space. There really wasn't. So I wanted to create something that hadn't yet existed. And that was just an amazing community of like-minded people that just lift you up, that collaborate, that help you get 
better. And that's exactly what we have. We teach people how to be better business operators, how to be um, business owners, because a lot of us have a technician mindset. Um, a lot of the time, you know, we just don't know what to do. So we give people clarity, we give people accountability, and we really light up a path for them. And, um, you know, where we really specialize is the bricks and mortar um, uh, owners or face-to-face trainers. Uh, the online space, we do have a component in our business that deals with that, but that's not me. Um, and so now that's where my a large percentage of my energy is, is flowing, uh, is, is there. And, and I couldn't be happier. I couldn't be more passionate. It was like starting a new business almost again in that I really had to dive in. I had to get my hands dirty. You know, in the startup phase of a business, you're absolutely working your tail off. And so I had to go back and I had to, you know, work my tail off. Uh, and now we're starting to build some really good team. It's not about Dan anymore. We've got four other coaches that are now in the program itself. Um, and now we've got a team of about eight uh, that are um, helping propel uh, this business moving forward. Love it. And for everyone listening, if you are uh, looking for a business coach, I, I recommend Dan. He's, as you've heard from this story here, he's been in the industry a long time. He's, he's done it all. And, and now it's changed a bit with fitness business coaches. You know, every second person on my Instagram, I think is, mm-hmm. I, I think the only bar you really need is to change your, your Instagram bio, right? <laughs> <laughs> and then you're a, you're a business coach. You know, me, oh, me, I, I, I would agree with that. <laughs> there, there's no doubt about it. Uh, it is way too easy. And, and it's, look, that is one of the challenges of the uh, this space itself is there's no real pre-qualifications. There's a lot of people in it for the wrong reasons because they think it's an easy dollar. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have seen, I can't tell you how many business coaches come and go mm-hmm. uh, because, um, you know, if, if, to, to last and to do, to do well, you've actually got to, you've got to be good at what you do. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you really, really do. So it's... Um, that's part of that. That's part of the terrain that we navigate. But it's also why I'm really excited to build this organic marketing course with you. Is because all of our marketing to this point has been organic marketing because we just deliver a whole ton of value. We show people what we do. Um, I share client results all the time, and people can see that we're the real deal. That we've been around for a long time. Um, you know, I've been coaching for five years, but I've been owning fitness businesses for 15. Um, I've built and sold several of them now. And, but more importantly, we're, we're now imparting those strategies and frameworks and um, techniques to our, our clients and they're getting the same results. And so when you share that consistently through organic marketing, um, people can see that you know what you're talking about and that it's a little bit different to everybody else out there in the market. Yes. All right. Let's also spend a minute and speak about this course, Dan. We won't go too much into detail because that's what the course is for. Uh, but for anyone listening, I guess now live, at the, like within the now or the, or the next couple of days that the podcast comes out, I'd recommend jumping on this course now because you get to hear it live. Simplified version, the way it's going to work is Dan's going to teach it live for the next four weeks. We're then going to record that. It's going to be an online course and you can you know, get some CCs with it and you can check it out whenever. So it's always going to be amazing. Uh, but if you get it now, you get the live coaching with Dan. So you can ask some questions and that sort of thing there. And you also get the, the launch discount. So do you want to let us know maybe just 
five minutes or less, Dan, why, why is organic marketing important? Why should someone do the course, let's say? Why is organic marketing, why is it important? What are you going to cover? Five minutes or less, though. Let's take a quick break. Hey, quick question for you. Are you someone who wants to be fit, healthy, and happy? And what if I told you you could get your dream body by simply just listening to a podcast? I'm Josh. And I'm KG, and we're the hosts of the Fit, Healthy, and Happy podcast. Listen, we get it. Fitness isn't easy. Carbs, no carbs. Just stop, okay? It doesn't have to be that complicated. And that's why we made this podcast. We get straight to the facts so you can become your best you. So the way to check us out is click the link in the show notes or search Fit, Healthy, and Happy podcast on any of the major podcast platforms. We'll see you soon. Yeah, look, organic marketing is is not something I even thought about from a strategic perspective 10 years ago. I just started putting out content because I was learning a lot in my journey as an entrepreneur and I wanted to share that. And so I would just share my lessons, my wins, my pitfalls, my learnings. And as a result, people really resonated with it because I was just being me. I wasn't trying to be someone that I'm not. I wasn't trying to present a facade. Um, and I really started to build an audience uh, and not so much a massive audience. You can go on my social profiles. I don't have 10,000 followers on Instagram. I'm not an influencer or anything like that. But what I do have is I have depth of relationship and I started to create a lot of trust and rapport. And so it's the same as business owners. I really believe right now, every single business owner out there needs to cultivate a personal brand. They need to almost be their own media agency. And if you're not, then you will be left behind because this is the world that we're in right now. Uh, one of the things Vince Monti said this, and it really has like just rung true for me is people don't buy coaching, they buy coaches. And so one of the best ways to separate yourself and position yourself above absolutely everybody else is by showcasing you because there's only one you. So why don't we have you shine and, um, and really create relationships through your content and through your organic marketing to do so? Because if you walk around right now, there is a plethora of competition. They have way bigger marketing budgets than you. You, you look at the BFTs, the F45s, the Orange Theories of the world, they will crush you from a marketing budget perspective. They have branding and marketing specialists. But what they do not have is they do not have your story. What they do not have is your ability to connect on a deep level, to create content that enters the narrative in the person's mind. And so I really believe it's your best, it's a superpower. It, it, it's your, your best opportunity to stand apart. And it's why I'm very, very passionate about it. It's also very misunderstood. And so that's why we've put together this course because a lot of people will go, well, you know, is do I post on my business page, personal page? Do I post recipes and smoothie bowls and selfies? Um, you know, or do I post, you know, uh, exercise videos? And so it's like, no, this is what organic marketing is that's going to penetrate, that's going to resonate, that's going to create connection, that's going to lead you to attracting the right people. Um, I love organic marketing because I pretty much don't have to sell um, because my marketing does it for me. It builds the relationships. And it is a little bit of a slower game. I'm not going to lie. It's a slower game than the paid game, but it's an opportunity to attract the right clients the right way and have them sticky and have them last for a long period of time. Awesome. Motivating. If you're interested, link in the, the show notes. 
Um, Dan, one question I like to finish up with is around mentors. You've you've dropped a few throughout the, the podcast. So I'm curious to hear who your biggest mentors have been. If you could break it down in three different ways, if you could give us your best paid mentor, so someone that you've you've paid money to, you've done their course, their coaching program, whatever it may be, an unpaid mentor, to someone that you haven't paid money to, but you follow them on social, you listen to their podcast, whatever it may be, uh, and a book. The book, you can go two ways. It can either be the book that changed your life the most in terms of a fitness business owner, or a book that you recommend every other fitness professional should read that'll give them the, the biggest boost. So mm. mentors, paid, unpaid, and book. Yeah, paid's tough because I've always had a paid mentor. So to, to, to bring it down into one is, uh, is, is, is an almighty challenge. But I'm going to say Taki Moore. Uh, mm. So Taki Moore, for those that don't know him, he is just an, an excellent marketer, a phenomenal communicator, and very good at presenting IP. Uh, he's best in the world. Uh, he really is. So he helped shape a lot of the frameworks and the communication that we have within our programs. Um, he was my coach maybe like three years ago. I went away for a little while and now I'm back with him because I just see him as the very best. So if you want to improve your marketing, your communication, um, your intellectual property, Taki more second to none. And he just has incredible free um, content. So again, he understands the, the power of organic marketing. Jump in his Facebook group, The Business Dojo, jump on his email list, and you'll see what I'm talking about. So he would be the paid. My unpaid mentor, without a doubt, is Thomas Plummer. Um, Thomas Plummer has been on this podcast. I've heard him on this podcast. Uh, he is now retired, but he was like the OG fitness business coach um, before it was funky and everything else. Um, and I was really fortunate with Thomas. I heard him again. I didn't know who he was. I walked into this room and it was absolutely jammed at Perform Better. This is why it's so good to travel. And it was bursting at the seams. And I heard this guy and I was just like, holy hell, he is funny, he's engaging, he's charismatic, but most importantly, he is wise. And what he was doing was he was seeing things well before everybody else. And he was sharing those with the audience. I went and approached Thomas. Uh, and just told him how much I appreciated him. Um, I booked a call, which I paid for at the time, one call. And then from that, uh, he ended up becoming a very informal mentor of mine. He flew to Australia and we catch up for beers all the time. I fly to the US just to catch up with him. And he's really like just taken me under his wing for whatever reason. reason. I'm just very, very humbled that I was kind of his protege and um, he's been hugely influential for me um, as well as my client. So he'd be my unpaid mentor. And then the book that has definitely had the biggest influence on me is Stephen Covey's Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. I talked about our habits at the beginning of this podcast uh, are really the, you know, they are the core of success. And so Seven Habits of Highly Effective People helped me think better. Um, it really challenged me. The first time I picked it up, it was, uh, I couldn't read it. I put it back down. Uh, and then I came back to it a year later. And it's just like, you know, when the, when the student is ready, the lesson will resonate. And uh, that's what it was. And um, it's a book that I come back to. Uh, it's on my desk here. And it is the oldest, shabbiest looking book in the world because it's got dog ears. It's been through the wash. It's got highlighter everywhere. But it's just timeless principles that will help you be better, not only in business, but will just help you be better in every component of your life. Yes, love that book too. 
Um, all right, Dan, so we're coming to the end of the podcast here. Someone's listening to this. They're like, okay, this guy is cool. He's motivational. He's inspiring. He knows his stuff. I want to follow him. Best place to follow you. Where do we go? Definitely Facebook. Uh, I'm much more present on Facebook. So it's just under Daniel Henderson, not Dan Henderson. So a little confusing on that side, uh, but definitely Facebook. So please connect with me. I love connecting with people. I really do. Send me a message. And just go, I listen to the podcast. I would love nothing more. And I just love having conversations with people. Um, I am on Instagram, a little less active, but uh, becoming more and more so Coach Dan Henderson. So it's at Coach Dan Henderson. Um, so one of those two platforms is uh, best. And um, as I said, I love nothing more than just speaking to fitness business owners, fit pros. Um, so make sure you connect. Awesome. I'll put those links in the show notes. All right, Dan, that's pretty much all I wanted to get through today. Is there anything I should have asked you but forgot to or anything you want to finish this off with? Uh, look, in terms of anything you should have, look, probably the biggest lessons along the way that I've experienced or maybe the biggest pitfalls that I've had along the way. Um, and there's been several of them. Um, but I think really it comes down to, the, uh, I've, I've been thinking a lot about success and I, I have the great pleasure of coaching lots of successful people. And I have a look at my journey. I'm not special. There's, I'm not smarter. I'm not more charismatic or anything else. I'm really not. But if I attribute uh, the core principle of why I've been able to achieve certain things that others haven't, and when I look at my most successful clients, why they have whilst others haven't, it all comes down to a growth mindset. Mm. They are continuously learning and evolving. They're, they are an empty vessel that wants to be filled up with knowledge. They want to be challenged. They embrace feedback. They are malleable. They seek it out. And every single day is an opportunity for them to learn and get better. And um, that's what served me well uh, throughout. And I will embody that, um, you know, that attitude uh, every single day for the rest of my life. Love it. Awesome. All right, Dan, thank you for your time. Thanks, mate. Thank you for listening. If you liked this show, share it with your friends, subscribe on iTunes, and leave us a five-star review. For show notes and free training on how to grow your fitness business, visit www.fitnesseducationonline.com.au. Are you a fitness professional looking to provide your clients with personalized meal plans? Well, check out Mealsy, the ultimate solution for creating custom meal plans in just a few simple clicks. With Mealsy, you can say goodbye to countless hours spent on meal planning. Our Australian meal planning web app is designed to save you time and effort so you can focus on what really matters, your clients and their success. Mealsy provides you with a vast library of recipes all created by nutrition professionals. From breakfast to dinner and everything in between, we've got you covered. Whether you want to create a custom meal plan tailored to your client's needs or choose from our selection of ready-made meal plans, Mealsy has the flexibility to accommodate your preferences. So why waste precious time and energy creating meal plans from scratch? Let Mealsy do the heavy lifting for you while you focus on delivering exceptional fitness services. Join the community of fitness professionals who have revolutionized their business with Mealsy. Visit our website at www.mealsy.com and sign up today. Mealsy, the smarter way to meal plan for fitness professionals.